So, you really want to know what women do, say and think the way that we do, huh? Well, fasten your seatbelts and let's get... She says what? Started with your host, Alan Newman Jr. Good evening. Happy Wednesday. I hope everyone's doing good on this hump day. Welcome to tonight's show for She Said What, and I'm excited for the topic that we are going to have on today. Um, we're actually about to have a return guest um, who came earlier when, the, when we first started with She Said What, so I'm looking forward to reintroducing her to you guys. Um, but before we get started, um, the show is all about the female's perspective and just what needs to be said to help build healthier relationships and bridge the communication between men and women. Um, that's the basis of what he, uh, she said what is. Um, but for my entrepreneurs and business owners, if you own a business or an entrepreneur and you're looking for the right network to air your services or products, I have just the place for you. Send your inquiry to ads at he said what network.com and we'll hook you up and tell our global listeners all about what you have to offer. Um, before I introduce my guest as well, why you are listening either on the He Said What radio network online or if you want to call in and listen, you can dial 515-602-9647. If you have a question while you are listening over the phone, press the number one. Now, without further ado, I would like to introduce to some and present the other. D, how are you doing today? It's a pleasure having you back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited. Of course, we talked a little bit um, before the show started about what this topic is going to entail. For our listeners, today's topic that I'm speaking with Dion is about dating blue-collared men. So, yes, 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 we're going to talk about the dating spectrum on dealing with blue-collared men. Um, D, I know this is going to be an interesting engagement. I know our sister show, He Said What?, talked about it yesterday, and I heard amazing takes from it. So men and women who are listening, especially my men, definitely pay attention. Call in, give your input, give your questions um, for D, and let's create this dialogue in regards to this. So without further ado, D, when it comes to blue-collar men, um, does it necessarily matter to you if the individual is a blue-collar man, or does it just matter about he's a hard worker and what he brings to that can help add to your life? Uh, so this is kind of a loaded question for me because at one time I would have said no. But I okay. also understand that the mindset of an entrepreneur is different. Um, so I'm not going to 100% write off a blue-collar guy, but I think it's more okay. so about the fact of whether you understand each other to – you know, an extent that you can still work together. Can you two find balance? So there's definitely an, an examination that has to go on there. You may be a hard worker, but are you understanding if I'm working, you know, weird hours or if you have to work weird hours and you can't, you know, take off just to be at my every, you know, supported event, whatever. Is there a way to find balance between the two of you is what's more important than anything to me. 
Okay, now I I kind of like I. It's funny that you said that because I was thinking about this earlier because I remember the last time you was on the show you talked about that you deal heavily in the entrepreneurship area. So I'm wondering when you look at like a a blue collar worker, we know they're considered more men that work hands on and kind of do like labor um, jobs. So I know you just mentioned about time and making the effort. For a blue-collar worker, normally they probably may work, what, 9 to 5, maybe the latest at 7. Um, do you feel like do you have to sit down and have that conversation, like, of what you expect for them to do in support of what you're doing as an entrepreneur? Or do you feel like it's just one of those, um, like, clear areas where this is how it may have to work? If it's not, we're not able to deal with each other. No, I think there always needs to be a conversation about how things are going to work, whether you're both blue-collar, whether you, one is blue-collar, white-collar, you're both white-collar, whatever it is, you already mm-hmm. need to have some type of conversation about how things are going to work. For example, if y'all have a household and it's like, you know what, babe, I would rather clean toilets than wash dishes, and he don't <laughs> like washing dishes either, then, you you know, somebody's going to have to figure something out. So there always needs to be that conversation. Um, For me, I'm going to tell him, you know, what my day-to-day is like. I'm going to tell him, you know, these are the things that, you know, this is what it's like right now. Now, it may not always be this way, but I'm more so looking for flexibility or your ability to look at any situation as a positive more so than I am you having a rigid schedule or whatever. Like, we need to be Mm -hmm. both willing to work it out, whatever the situation is. Because it's not like an entrepreneur can't go back to working a job nine to five at any moment, and we would still have mm-hmm. to figure out how to work it out. So it's more about being that that fluid or being able to adjust for whatever the situation calls for. Okay, okay. Um, now, do you think I've actually um, was doing research on regards to the difference in dating with a blue collar, and I had noticed interesting um, that a lot of women are told that dating blue collar in today's time frame is dating down. Do you think that is necessarily true? Because I think I feel like we talked about this the last time you was on the air. We we understand that a lot of entrepreneurs are definitely making more money than the average worker. Um, so does that blur the lines to make you feel like you're dating down just because you make more than him? Because his particular field probably is capped at a certain amount, where in entrepreneurship you kind of don't have a cap um, in that um, regard. No, and I think for most of those women, it's not that you're dating down because you earn more. You'd be dating mm-hmm. down because of the mindset that it took you to get where you are, and they don't have it. Mm-hmm. So there are certain things that you have to subject yourself to if you're going to be a good business owner, a good leader, a good whatever, right? So there's a level mm-hmm. of excellence that I expect out of myself. Some people, whether they're blue-collar or otherwise, don't have that level of expectation for themselves and they are perfectly fine and being content where they're at. They're not constantly chasing the next level of excellence and that's fine. But if you know that that's something that's going to eventually get on your nerves, then yes, that is dating down for you. But that doesn't mean that that blue collar or that white collar guy cannot have that same drive on his job. Um, There are a lot of, you know, people who are dedicated to giving the most excellent, you know, the most excellent version of themselves no matter where they are. So, Mm -hmm. no, not necessarily the job determines that, but the mindset certainly does. 
Okay, okay. So when no, I, I enjoy I really appreciate that take. And for those who are listening to us today, you are on uh She Said What? Well we are talking with D in regards to dating blue collar men. Um if you have a question and want to call in, you can call in at five one five six zero two ninety six forty seven. Press the number one so we can acknowledge you and bring you on the air. If you are listening, actually live streaming via our He Said What Network, type in your questions um, or comments in the leaderboard, and we'll definitely uh, bring that up to you. So in regards to talking about mindset, the in the dating scheme of things, have, what has been your personal experience, if you've had it, in regards to dating a quote-unquote blue-collared man? Um, how, how did that go for you in that aspect? Kind of thing, because when I did date a blue collar guy or whatever, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he was very much driven on his job um, because they kind of give you what to do on the day to day. But the funny part mm-hmm. was his side hustle was actually an entrepreneurial thing, and there were just okay. some things that he wasn't willing to do. So that mm-hmm. was more my issue because when he was on his job, he was you know. A fantastic employee but as far as being driven enough to make something manifest in his own job you know you didn't you couldn't tell that person nothing or you know you couldn't you know show them anything you don't want to read nothing you don't want to you know things like that I think that's the biggest pet peeve to me is that that person never wanted guidance to become a better version of the entrepreneur that they were supposed to be So what's funny is a lot of these people that are blue-collar or they work a regular nine-to-five, they're decent at it. You know, at Mm -hmm. work they're decent at it, but a lot of them are great at it because someone is telling you what to do. But the moment that you get to the point where can't nobody tell you what to do, of course, we all know you stop growing as a person. So Mm -hmm. that that more so was my pet peeve with that person. than anything. Now, if you tell me that you just want to work a job and you go in and you work your nine to five excellently every single day, then that's a that's a different animal and we're dealing with that. But don't get with the entrepreneur and whine about not being where you want to be and don't expect that entrepreneur to say something to you about it. Because they're definitely going to be like, you need to do X, Y, and Z because that's what they had to do to get to where they are. So... The language of success is really that humility, that ability to say, you know what, I'm going to listen to your expertise, I'm going to listen to what this person said, even if it's not mine. You're going to listen to somebody Mm -hmm. totally to get to where you want to be. Otherwise, don't complain about it around me. That's true. That's true. That makes sense. That makes sense. So so for you being in, when when I look at blue-collar workers and we look at dealing with entrepreneurs or dealing with women, um, with higher education and things like that in the dating realm for you when it comes to, because I guess when I look at a blue collared man, it's like someone, like I said, they do either um, either a manual labor job or uh, something that is not classified under white collar. Because for those who don't know with white collar, those are more suit and tie people um, that are of a different social status um, than those that are blue collar. Now, for you in that dating realm, does it really matter to you, the status, since you are an entrepreneur? Because I know from previous conversations, you're more about their mentality, their motivation, what they're doing. So does it really matter for you if you're going to um, 
date a blue collar man or a white collar man, or are you just wanting to see the intangibles that either one has that you know can be of help to you and something that is attractive? Uh, no, it doesn't matter at all because I, I know amazing people that do either one of those things, and I know absolutely mm-hmm. terrible people who do either one of those things. <laughs> so, you know, if you run up and tell me, oh, I'm an attorney, like, child, I don't care. What, let me see the papers. Like, <laughs> what you live in life like? Because people be out here doing wild stuff, and it's like, I would have much rather you drove a forklift than you tell me that you're doing this when you clock out. So, you know, it does not matter whether it's white collar or blue collar. As long as you are a person of integrity and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, um, we're good. Okay, okay. So then... And the, for you, once again, um, since you're you're my entrepreneur friend, so I'm, I'm enjoying picking your brain in regards in regards to this. Um, when you're out there in the dating aspect of it, is there a certain way that you would say a blue collar person should approach you? Because some people, if they find out what you do for a living, it can be a little intimidating, especially for men if they know that they're of a different. Um, tax bracket, so to speak. Is there a certain way, because you did say integrity, is there a certain way that they should approach you um, without coming off as either this gung-ho manly man? Is there a way they should approach you and respect the fact that, hey, I may be this quote-unquote blue-collar man, you have a whole business on your own, but I want to get to know you. Like, what is it that you are expecting out of them on their approach to you? I'm almost expecting you to act like that doesn't matter. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I want you to approach me as a regular human. We just have different jobs. Um, hey, my name is X, Y, and Z. Would you mind going to get coffee? Whatever. Like, I think we really overthink mm-hmm. these things like, oh, she works here, she works there. That doesn't mean that you can't be, you know, whatever – completes her just because you don't make as much money as her or even if you make more money than her but your job is you know blue collar that don't mean that you can't be what that person needs you know to bring balance Mm -hmm. to their lives so don't come in with this defeated feeling of like well I'm not going to be enough come in like okay I'm here to find learn more about you and I'm going to be open so that you can learn more about me and we relate towards a relationship and not freak out like this really matters, like social media claims it does, but it don't. Okay, nice, nice. So we're going to touch on that um, more. We're actually about going to go ahead and cut for break. Um, so we'll be right back after this commercial break as we continue here with D on She Said What, talking about dating a blue-collared man. Hey, it's your girl, Simply Bree. Listen, I need all of my fellas and my ladies to head over to republicblackapparel.com right now. Go cop yourself a Juneteenth unisex t-shirt and also get the matching unity hat, okay? It's time that we invest back into our businesses, and what better time to do that than for Juneteenth? Enter the code SIMPLYBREE1 at the checkout for your special discount on orders $25 and up. Don't forget, spread the word, and shop 
Republic Black Apparel Now. Welcome, welcome. We are back from that commercial break. Once again, you are listening in to She Said What? as we are talking about dating blue-collar men. So for those who are listening, um, if you want to call in and have questions or comments, you can dial 515-602-9647 and press the number 1. If you are listening to us live on the He, uh, he Said What? radio network, just type in on the board there your question and comments and I'll read it across the air. So while we have been here with my host, D, we've been talking about dating blue-collared men, I kind of just want to give perspective for those who are listening who are probably wondering, Alan, what exactly is a blue-collared man? I am happy you asked that question. Um, So these are a couple of positions that are considered um, blue-collar positions, you know, electricians, um, plumbers, firefighters, nuclear power reactor operators, transportation inspectors, telecommunication and equipment installers. um, And those are actually the top ten jobs currently for blue collars. Um, now, I did also look, Z, since we were talking about the fact that you were an entrepreneur, we were talking about the pay difference that a blue collar may have. Um, I actually looked up earlier today to see what the 15 highest paying blue collar jobs were. Um, and interesting enough, it was power drive operators, electric power line installers, gas plant operators, boiler makers, power plant operators, and nuclear power reactor operators. So, um, you actually have some people that are blue-collar workers that make pretty good coin, um, which was definitely interesting for me because when you think blue-collar, people probably thinking like construction workers and stuff like that, nothing nothing too glamorous, glamorous um, pay-wise. So it was actually interesting to see that um, and see that there's actually top-level um, people that work in the blue-collar industry. Uh, now, Dee, piggybacking off of what you said at the end um, before we went to the break, you were saying just be a regular human. So I'm going to have to play the devil's advocate. A lot of women say that, but then when they get that guy that treats them like a regular person, we tend to run and butt heads where women are like, well, actually, you should be coming, stepping to me like this because this is who I am and this is my status. So for the men that are reaching out to women that are entrepreneurs or have higher-level careers, how do they navigate that? Because it's easy to say, hey, just be yourself, but how can you just be yourself but also still be able to navigate the intricate ways of the particular individual you're talking to without putting yourself out there and getting rejected outrightly? So... I'm I'm trying to kind of put myself in the shoes of those who are stepping to these women because I'm not going to pretend mm-hmm. like some of us ain't insane because we flat out are. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of us are absolutely nuts, and that's not me being a pick-me or nothing. I've just heard conversations of women that done said stuff, and I'm like, girl, is you <laughs> on drugs? Um, but <laughs> at the end of the day, you're going to step to this person however is natural for you, and they're going to respond to you, and their response tells you as much as you need to know about whether you really want to be with them or not as Mm -hmm. you step into them. So if you're talking to a young lady and you're being 100% respectful, you're not on the, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a lady, it ain't all of that, you're just coming to, hey, ma'am, you know, I think you look beautiful today. If you come on that tip and she bites your head off for that, you really don't want to be with that person. And that's just flat out. You dodge the bullet. 
Now, I know it still hurts, okay. but at the end of the day, that person was not, you know, somebody that you really want to fool with. But if you're, I think you do have to be respectful. Um, there are certain women who put up with certain things like, you know, being called out of their name or, you know, A, B, A, Ho, A, Shawty, A, whatever. Make sure that you're coming mm-hmm. to someone respectfully without the, the nonsense, you know, would be the first thing that I would suggest. But watch how they respond to you. If they respond to you in a, in a nasty way simply because you work construction, you don't need to be with that person. That's not your person. That's not the person that is here to be your help me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's- mm-hmm. Wise, wise, wise. So I'm going to put another wrinkle in it. So, Let's say he's trying to get to know you. Now, for those who are listening, Dee is a sweetheart. She has amazing, amazing souls. So I, I can say with confidence that her, her circle would not be like this. But, Dee, I do have a question. Like, if I'm a blue-collar person that is working this kind of job, and let's say I meet you at an event, like it's you and your girls, and you guys are high status, do you feel like, because you say be yourself, and men, we definitely have our moments where we can just step to anybody, then we have our moments where we're super hesitant. How would you prefer to be stepped to by a man when you are actually surrounded by your homegirls? Do you prefer them to do it with them around? Do you prefer them to, like, respectfully wait until, like, they can kind of get you to off to the corner or, like, just be like, hey, excuse me, ma'am, I just want to let you know, da 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 Like, how, how would you like men to approach you when it comes to having your circle with you? Either is fine, to be honest. Um, If you step to me and I'm still with my circle, you know, come boldly. Hi, excuse me, ladies. I just wanted to speak to, you know, the lady in the black. You know, I just wanted to say hey and whatever it is that you you came to do. But make sure that you're intentional because I think that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, don't come over there and, you know, just be playing or saying dumb stuff or whatever just hey i, I mm-hmm. saw you from across the room and i would like to get to know you better here's my number you know now if you want to wait okay. until i am by myself i don't know how many opportunities you're going to get that way because I'm, uh. if i'm out with a group i literally came out with the group and when you are in a party or some type of atmosphere like that um especially if it's like a club you tend not to break away from the group on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So, that's, yeah. you know, a method of keeping each other safe, being able to, you know, I need to keep eyes on everybody that came with me because they need to leave with me, you know, or I need to know where they went. So, okay. you know, we kind of travel that way to keep safe. So if you're waiting for okay. a moment Makes for me sense. to be by myself, I don't know if you're going to get that. But either way, just be respectful and, you know, just, just be respectful. Like that's literally all you have to do. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. So, so then, the what is your take on women who want a man to bring the world on a silver spoon, but yet the things she desires she does not have herself? Because you know, with social media and stuff, you're starting to see a lot of that, where women are having all these demands on what a man has to bring, and or what the man needs to do for them, but yet they're not even able to do it for themselves. Um, I would definitely say that that doesn't matter <laughs> um, okay. whether they got it or not. Because if you're willing to provide whatever they ask for and they can provide whatever you're asking for, then that's a that's a trade. 
you know, that's that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not willing to provide whatever they're asking for, saying that they don't have it is not necessarily a valid reason because that's just like you go to the grocery store. Okay, well, you got eggs, but I've got money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if I went in the store with eggs, then I wouldn't need to be in here. So I mm-hmm. it, it really depends on the different types of people. There are so many different dynamics and relationships that I can't mm-hmm. call what's fair and what's not. If she got something that you want and you got something that she wants and both of y'all are willing to trade it, then that's y'all business. And I'm not going to pass judgment on nobody involved. Got you, got you. And I get that, D. So then what if, let's say, that happens, but let's say what is the likelihood with today's society of that actually being the case, if, if we if we keep it 100? Do you really think that's actually a realistic thing that it ha- that's out there? Absolutely. There are broke females that be with rich dudes all the time. There are young females <laughs> that be with old dudes all the time. But she's got beauty. She's got money. She's got whatever it is. Um, <laughs> vice versa. It be rich women with these broke dudes. Well, she got what she wants, and she got the money. I'm finna do. You know what I'm saying? Like this happens yeah, more yeah. often than we really, than we really give it credence. But we just kind of make this stuff up to just kind of placate ourselves. Like, well, she asking for mm-hmm. something she ain't got. Well, you ain't got it neither, and that's why y'all haven't made a trade. <laughs> so, <laughs> like again, that's not necessarily something that I subscribe to doing. Um, simply because if you choose not to be around, I don't want you to be the only one with the money because then, you know, well, now I'm out here destitute, which will never happen because mm-hmm. I know how to get it back, whatever. I, gotcha. I'm not gotcha. going to knock the situation, however it goes. Oh, no. For sure, for sure. I definitely, I'm rocking with that. Okay, then, but this is my thing then. Let's say we do that even trade. And let's say, a oh, good example, the pandemic hit. And let's say one of the people in the party, whatever they were bringing to the table, can no longer be brought to the table at the moment because there's something that is affecting that for the moment. What is the likelihood, do you think, will the relationship still work out? Because now if you're not bringing anything to the table due to this situation, especially if we never communicated what to do if that situation happened, what are the odds of that still placating and working out? Um, and the relationship is still fresh. So, like, for example, let's say prior COVID, you met a guy, he was balling, he, he drops the red carpet for you, you make it work, he's feeling you, you feeling him, and then pandemic hit, he got furloughed, he not he barely scratching the surface on the money he had, he just ran through the money he got now, and he's, still, he's trying to crawl to the finish line. Are you staying? Or do you feel like you may end up drifting off, especially if everything you will really require in the relationship is not being met? So for me, um, Mm -hmm. for me, I don't get with people on the tangible because the tangibles Mm -hmm. always change. That's why I'm so bent on looking at somebody for the intangible because those things won't change regardless as to where you are. You may lose a little bit of confidence, but that's what I'm here for. I'm here to reinstill that in you. For those people who for those people who work solely on the you know, the tangible, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna guess that that relationship is going to end, if not immediately soon after, because 
this was a transactional situation for them. And any time mm-hmm. that you're in a transactional mm-hmm. situation, when the transaction stops, the policy is canceled. If you stop paying your water bill, they stop giving you water. And that's how that works. So mm-hmm. if a person who I was with, you know, lost his job or whatever, well, I didn't get with you because of the job you had. I got with you because of the work ethic and the way that you approached your job and excellence. So no matter what's going on, you will find the resolve and apply those same principles to the next thing you're in. So me leaving you is for what? Because what I got with you with never left you, whether your circumstances changed or not. I hope that makes sense. It makes 120% to me. Um, I definitely like love that perspective. I'm pretty sure those who are listening in, uh, for my fellas, that can definitely be reassuring because, like I said, with things that have been going on, that can play a part in a man's mind. Like, hey, if I've been doing X, Y, and Z the entire time and then suddenly it's snatched away from me, where is the, where is the value for me in that relationship? Because, you know, men, we, we try and seek the validation in that relationship, and sometimes that can be to, the, to our detriment. Yeah. I think you also so have to make sure that you're accepting that, too, because like, a lot of guys will mm-hmm. lose it, and then they'll freak out, and then there's like, well, I'm, I'm just going to move. And it's like, no, you're not. You're the same person you were when you had the job, but now you become mm-hmm. unconsolable, and now you've changed character. Now that's problematic. Exactly. But, exactly. You know. exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you, thank you, D. We're about to break to another commercial break um, for our listeners. So tune in. We'll be right back as we continue on dating blue collared men here on She Said What. What's up? This one, Mike from Simply Sports, and you're tuned in to the He Said What Radio Network. Yo, listen, I'm not just anybody. I mean, I have your head all in the clouds. I feel like I'm floating. Can you handle bodies? Got a bright little body on me. Got a tight little kitty on me. Like sugar daddy, they wish they had me. 
Um, on the mm-hmm. one hand, I think that the entrepreneur would ex- understand my entrepreneurial endeavors, but at the same time, would we ever see each other? Is that something that's important to me? You know, if something mm-hmm. ever happens to my industry or his industry, are we kind of, you know, messed up for a minute? Because as much as people want to say something about a blue-collar job, it's a guaranteed check for the most part. As long as you got that mm-hmm. job, you have a steady check coming. Um, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship is not like that. Sometimes, especially in the beginning, it's feast or famine. So yeah. I really don't know just yet. I know that I'm open. I'm not I'm not going to close myself off to love simply because, oh, he works in, he's an you know, electric engineer or whatever, and I do this, this, that, and the other. He may be the balance that I need in my life. So I'm just not closed mm-hmm. off to either one. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So so then let me ask this. With you being an entrepreneur, let's say, hypothetically speaking, you, you, you hit it off with the guy who is a blue collar. Would you, because for me personally, um, I'll just throw this out, if I'm an entrepreneur, um, I endeavor with stuff on the side, but I have two full-time jobs as well. I, I truly believe that once I become full-time in entrepreneurship, I would want my significant other to tap in the field with me as well. But I also understand, like you said, money plays a part. Like when you have a regular job, you get a consistent check, either it's every week or every two weeks or once a month, you get a consistent check. With entrepreneurship, you may go two, three, four, maybe a month or so without getting that big check that kind of hit stuff. So let's say you date the blue collar, you hit it off, y'all want to be together. Would you want to see him show signs, though, that he is willing to be completely free and working in the entrepreneurship with you? Or is it just one of those, this is how we make it work, I'm an entrepreneur, you understand my stance on things, I understand your stance on with your job, and we're just making it work to the best of our abilities, and I'm okay with that. I'm going to say no. So when I was younger, I definitely wanted a guy, you know, we could both work on the, the business together. It's a family business. We both grinded to make this particular empire work. But I also understand now that I'm older that that fantasy is cute in your head, but when you sick of looking at each other and y'all need some time apart, but y'all have now invested in a project together and you can't get that time apart, <laughs> um, you got to kind of deal with that. And I'm I'm realizing that even though you are married or even though you are in a relationship, you do need your space. So I'm not necessarily in need of a guy to be a part of, you know, my program necessarily. He may even be a, an, an entrepreneur in his own right, but he works in something totally different. I'm learning to mm-hmm. keep my hands off of that because that's his thing. You know what I'm saying? And then I have my thing, and you still have that as refuge, you know, if you ever need to go back to whatever your purpose is. So okay. I'm not necessarily in need of that, I don't think. Okay, and, and I I want to make sure I'm, I'm understanding correctly what you're saying. So, like, if he if he has his own niche for entrepreneurship, you're cool with him doing his own niche, and you're doing your niche, correct? Right. Okay. Okay. I want to make sure we was on the same page. So I, I, oh, go ahead. And even if he's not an entrepreneur, okay, got you, got you. I I want to make sure um, that I I was hearing I was hearing it correctly. Okay, that that makes sense. That. 
that that truly makes sense, and I, I can definitely agree with that. Um, and I actually like like that perspective because for a lot of people, um, I think the lines get blurred when we kind of mesh onto each other, try and put together put people's stuff together, and not let them do it on on their own. I think sometimes that can put a strain on the relationship, um, and it can put a strain on what you're trying to do um, in your your current field as well. So I agree with that um, as well. Um, now, and I know, ma'am, you're going to be like, Alan, leave me alone. But I kind of want this perspective out of the box. Um, for you, as you've let our listeners know, uh, for you it's not a big issue if the person's blue collar, if they're entrepreneur, if they're not. But when we look at the totality of what goes on in today's society, do you think it is that a career-minded woman slash entrepreneur can truly coexist with a blue-collar man in a relationship. If we look at today's standards when it comes to dating and the expectations that um, are either required or are asked when it comes to dating and going into the relationship realm. I think, and I'm going to do my best to answer that from a general standpoint because I really don't. Okay. I don't want to generalize because it's like I've not polled the house. But from what I've heard, a lot of us are like, you know, no, I want an entrepreneur because this, this, that, and the other. When it really just comes down to you're not a very good, you know, vetting of character. And so since you're not, you're using these arbitrary things to determine whether somebody is worthy of being with you or not. For example, the whole six-figure thing. You think that you Mm -hmm. want a six-figure man because a six-figure man is going to provide for you. Um, there are countless six-figure earners that are in seven figures worth of debt. So instead of yeah. you saying that, like instead of you saying that I want a man that is uh, wise with his money, well, you would have to be wise with your money or understand what it is to be financially literate. Instead of you doing that, I'm just going to say, well, I want a man that makes six figures. So that's kind of what's happening mm. there. I don't want a blue-collar man because he's not going to be able to take off work and go, of course he is. It's called paid vacation time. Plenty of people have it, whether they use <laughs> exactly. it or not. Um, you know, he ain't going to understand my grind. Of course it is. There are plenty of, you know, blue-collar people who work the, uh, the graveyard shift or whatever. And then part of that is you just not knowing how to balance your time between your family and your work. It's a lot more of the issue that people don't know how to conduct themselves, and so they use these numbers to pretend like they have standards, but it's really just you not knowing what a good person looks like or what a good person for you okay. looks like. Got you, got you, got you. For those that are listening in um, and you have a question, dial 515-602-9647 and press the number one. I like that you said that because that's one thing no one ever talks about when it comes to six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure people that are making that kind of money. People don't think about either the amount of loans that they had to take to get to that where they're at or the amount of debt that they have. All they think of is, oh, he's making six or seven figures. I'm about to be flown out to Cabo. I'm about to be flown out over the world. I'm just about to be Louis Vuitton and Gucci'd up, not realizing on the back end the amount of debt and responsibility that came with that seven seven, six, eight-figure jobs. So you are completely correct with that. And you are right. There's a lot of people that are horrible when it comes to budgeting their money. And if you're a horrible budgeter, 
you what's your set what's your six figures are gonna be living paycheck to paycheck. And before um exactly. And before we wrap up, we're going to go to one final commercial break and then we'll ask a couple more questions to Dee and then we shall wrap up on today's episode of She Said What? Dating a blue collared man. Tune in to these upcoming commercials and we will be back in a minute. Hey, this is Rob Wells. I am the host of Your Purposeful Purpose podcast. I am a transformational speaker and coach. And let's not forget serial entrepreneur. I help people live life with purpose, on purpose, by becoming the master designer of their lives. I want you to understand transformation because I went through a huge transformation myself after losing 150 pounds, teaching myself how to read and write at the age of 23 with a fifth grade education. I help people go through their own transformation, identify that purpose, identify that dream and break through every single roadblock in their way. You can get in touch with me by going to PurposefulPurpose.com. I can't wait to talk to you. Hey, welcome back, guys, to She Said What Network. On tonight's episode, we're talking about dating blue-collar men. Dee, we actually have a caller on the air that has a question. Caller, you are on She Said What. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Mr. Allen. This is Royal. What's happening? Hey, how's it going, my brother? Oh, it's going well. Ms. D, what's happening, homie? Hey, how are you? I'm all right, you know. Chilling out with my favorite uh, Wednesday show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate having you on here today. Looking forward to seeing what question you have for D. Actually, I was listening to you guys. You guys are pretty spot on. I will just add this one thing. Okay. Uh, one thing I... One thing I'm saying is I think we all have to be careful about letting a career define who a person is because a lot of times, you, like you guys hit on earlier, you can have a great job and be a horrible person. So the vetting process has to be doubled. Back to working and vice versa. Hello? True, true, true. Well, you know what, since you're you're talking about the vetting process, and I'm going to actually ping this from you on to D. So, D, with the vetting process, when it comes to dating, would you want to be dating multiple people while you're doing the vetting process or focus on one person? Because if you're doing the vetting process, that could be extensive, especially if you're dealing with an extensive amount of men that are um, dating you, trying to make get you exclusive. So what's funny is I literally just had this conversation with a group of other women, and they were like, oh, oh, some of the women were like, oh, we have a roster of, you know, guys that we're dating. And I'm like, how are y'all finding a roster worth of people that y'all are interested in? Because when I tell you a lot of the guys don't get past first round with me, like, you got one time for me to ask you, hey, what you doing? It's just chilling. You know, I ain't doing it. It's another another dollar. <laughs> Baby, we ain't got nothing to talk about because you don't, you can't find you nothing to do. So I'm gonna be bored with you. So I'm trying to figure out how y'all find all these men that are worth, you know, multiple dating. So I, I can't answer that because I, I can't do it, um, even if I tried. 
So, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm against <laughs> dating multiples at a time, but if you're dating multiple guys that are, you know, worthy, I don't know, sis. You need to share or something. I, I ain't found all these things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting. It's it's really interesting because the vetting the vetting process I think is not taken as seriously. And y'all can let me know if y'all how y'all feel about it as it should be in the dating realm because right now everyone is playing the live your best life. When that person wants you, they're going to apply the proper pressure. And I'm looking like, what the, what what pressure? What pressure are we talking about? Because um, how how do you take that seriously, um, but yet stay true to your intentions? Mm. If you are if you are dating multiple people, because that I think that's the hardest challenge will be for me. If I'm dating multiple people, I may slip up and forget which one I'm talking to. I may mistakenly call you Karen, and I'm supposed to be talking to Taisha, and now you and your feelings, because now you know I'm talking to somebody else. Like, all all of that, for me, would just be all bad. Just all bad. Well, yeah, what I've heard, I've heard that men don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, well, how are you supposed to focus on small details if you've got, like, nine different files that, that you're looking at at the same time? Something's going to slip, and you're going to miss something. <laughs> I've heard that men don't take Very you seriously true. as a person until you're dating someone, uh, until you're dating multiples. Huh? Ooh, I've heard that a oh, lot too. Oh, oh, oh. Like I literally, I literally just talked to um, a friend of mine who she had that same issue. She literally, no one knew she was engaged. Nobody knew she was dating. She popped up married on Monday, and when I say her comments were lit, because men was like, "Oh, I didn't know you was, I didn't know you was really serious and you was trying to get married." Mm-hmm. Da 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 da. And she's just like, she's like, "Bruh." You, you you sat there and hit me with what you're doing for like five years, and I just left you alone. Mhm. And so, I, so from it, my understanding, a man don't want a woman that don't nobody else want. Uh, so I'm not gonna knock it. I just haven't. I've been unsuccessful in starting a roster. I don't know if my attention span bad or whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not against it. I just can't do it for whatever reason. I might go get help for that. I don't know, but. I got you. I got you. RG, before we let you go, because I definitely appreciate you coming on the show, the same question for you since we're talking about that. Are you open to the roster, or do you feel like that's just way too much, because like you said, with the vetting process? If you're just having fun, then roster, Mm -hmm. go for it. But if you got yourself trying to find someone to build a life with, yo, you got to keep it down in one hand. You've been messing around and Mm -hmm. caught something you can't get back. (laughs) (laughs) This was that. You know. <laughs> From my understanding, the, the the thing is is that you have the people you're talking to, and then you get your front runners or whatever, and you lose the other ones for that person. So, I mean, I don't wow, know. Wow, that's like I, the bachelor. I, do it. I haven't done it. <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, you know what? And and we have someone who asked a very important question with that. So when you're vetting multiple people. Does that mean you have to have sex with them all? I feel like that's an interesting question to actually have because a lot of people have – I've heard people ask that question, like if I have multiple people, 
it's nobody's business if I'm active with all of them. Do you necessarily need to be active with all of them? Do you just need to have, like, a couple that you're active with, or do you just have all of them, like, yeah, no, no, nobody's getting it? Yes. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. Z said you got to give nothing. And RG, you say you can't, don't give nothing out that you can't give back. Yeah, that's that, right. And that, you, that clouds your judgment. I already got 12 people I'm trying to judge rightly, and then you having sex with some of them and not with others, that's going to cloud your judgment. That's going to be like, oh, he is this and he is that better than the other one. No, you're just, as they say, de-wordmatized. I'm not going to, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 that's counterproductive. I can't see how that's going to, I don't know, if I'll be doing the most. Yeah, they do the most. They do the most. They do the most. All right, y'all think you need to have problems. <laughs> Thank you. You know I appreciate you for your support and always cool in it, so I definitely appreciate you coming on live with us. Anytime. Take it easy, y'all. All right, you too. And and he, he made a valid valid point because I think a lot of issues that you run in with Dating today, and it's funny. I saw a meme where someone was like, um, "I think the meme was like, don't, don't, don't deal with the guy who's asking you what you're doing today. Deal with the guy who's going to fly you out um, on vacation." And then I'm like, "But what if you're dealing with like multiple dudes that are doing that? How, how, how are you vetting them?" I, I just feel like it's a lot that is problematic when you are adding all of those different components to the dating aspect. I just had, we just had someone that said, get your passport ready. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. For all of y'all who out here finding multiple men that flying y'all out, please tell us what you're doing. Because I've not found no multiple nobody doing nothing. So, I, I mean, I've not seen it. It's not to say that it don't exist, but I've not seen it. It's like we just say stuff just to see what sticks to the wall. If, if they fly you out, you'll be mad. It's like, how dare he believe that I don't have nothing else to do? You don't just tell me what to do. It, it's always going to be something. So that's why I try not to take relationship advice from me because you don't know who the sad soul is that wrote that. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That is so true. That is so true, D. That is so true. <laughs> so, fellas, you heard... Ladies, if you're listening, D is trying to figure out how y'all got the hookup to be having these people taking all these trips. And you know what? It's not. Drop, <laughs> drop a little nugget for me. I don't want, I don't want to give nothing out. I just don't mind. I mean, I have a passport, so I mean, if you just want to send me and my peeps out, ladies, let me right. Know. Let me know, because I, I can use a good vacation right now. <laughs> so D, I definitely appreciate you. Yes, I'm. Someone asked if I'm trying to get flowed out. I'm trying to get flowed out, but the difference is Flood you can't out, fly yeah. out with me. I just need you to pay for my flight. I can handle right. my hotel and stuff. I just need you to fly me out there. So just fly me out there. You don't have to come with me. Just fly me out there. What if they fly you out, Spirit? I heard it's like flying in a closet. I ain't never done it. But... Oh, no. You can't fly me out on Spirit. You can't do that. that uh-huh. This one. This why folks. <laughs> you can't be bougie about a free trip. Okay, you are absolutely correct. But my excuse is I'm rather tall. 
spirit may not accommodate my height. So I need I need her to have the flight connections for me. I'm just saying. Push comes to shove, I'll I'll, I'll upgrade my seat. Just get me my plane ticket. What if you go Greyhound? Did that work? Like no. Oh no, ma'am. Because I said fly me out the country. We not doing no Greyhound. We not doing no Amtrak. Don't play with me. They'll Don't play with me. They'll do eighty out there. They'll do eighty. That's like flying. It's just sort of the same thing. And I'm not doing the super shuttle either. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> B, it has been a pleasure having you on here tonight with our episode of Dating Blue Collar Men on She Said What. Before I let you go, you know, like you did the last time you are here with us, please give us how we can follow you in any um, endeavors that you are currently working on. Sure. You can follow me on Instagram at D-A-R-S-H-A-N-I Creative. That's Darshani Creative. Uh, you can find me at the same on Facebook. Um I'm the same everywhere, like Darshani Creative, D-A-R-S-H-A-N-I. I do graphics and brand strategy for uh, influencers and startups. So if you need anything, hit me up. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Once again, guys, thank you for being a part here on She Said What as we talked about dating blue-collared men. Make sure that you tune in next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we are talking about relationships does independence push men away? Looking forward to that take on there. Also, for those who tune in to the He Said What Network, please make sure if you're online that you subscribe and you can be able to rewatch other videos and share with your friends to get the promotion out there. On this coming Friday, for those who are regulars at 9 p.m., we have Fetish Finesse with Nisi at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Sundays, we have Let's Connect with P's Intuition at 8 p.m., so 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then you know on Monday we have Simply Sports with One Mike, RG, and Simply Bree at 8 to 9.30 p.m. You will not be disappointed listening to them on Mondays. And on Tuesday we have Studio Vibes and He Said What from 7.15 to 7.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then, of course, you know you got your boy, your host, Alan Newman, Jr., that does She Said What on Wednesday. So once again, make sure for my entrepreneurs that are out there, if you're interested in having your business aired with our services, please send your inquiry to ads at he said what network.com. We'll hook you up and tell our global listeners all about what you have to offer. Once again, guys, go on to he said what network.com. Let us know what you thought about the show. Share it. You can also view past shows as well. And on today, be great, be amazing, enjoy the rest of your hump day as you prepare for the weekend, and tune in next week for She Said What. Have a wonderful night. Thank you for supporting the He Said What radio network. Please be sure to check out the website where you can find more of our shows on sports coverage, music showcases, and entertainment. Are you interested in giveaways? Sign up today to receive special members-only giveaways by visiting www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com now.